Hello everyone and welcome to this very special Jubilee edition of Beyond the Buffers, our second episode, so thank you very much for joining us. In this episode we're going to be talking all things Jubilee and we're joined by Simon Kohler who's going to take us through the Hornby Royal Heritage, uh, looking at some commemorative locomotives and train sets that we've done in past Jubilees and of course talking about that newly announced HST Platinum Jubilee and the number 70 Elizabeth II. We're also joined by Carl Hart, who is the development manager here at uh, Hornby. He's going to be telling us more about the development of the HST, not just the Queen's Platinum Jubilee HST, but the other Class 43s that we've brought out. He's going to be telling us all about those developments that he's put into that beautiful diesel locomotive. So sit back, relax, and uh, listen to me talking to Simon Kohler. Simon, welcome to Beyond the Buffers. Yes, you're thank in it. you. Obviously, you were in our first episode, but you were, were on the other side of the uh, fence, so to speak, interviewing Seven Valley Railway. Yeah. So thanks for joining us today on our special Queen's Jubilee edition of the uh, podcast. Yeah. And we're going to be talking all about the Queen royal history of Hornby. And the reason we've got you on, on the show is because you've been here a little bit more than a minute. Uh, <laughs> That's a nice way of putting it. <laughs> and you've, you've, you've probably... I've been here longer than dust. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I wouldn't be uh, naive in thinking that in that time, Hornby has, you know, celebrated a few of those historical jubilees. Yeah, yeah, um, And that's why we've got you to, to tell us a little bit more about that. Um, what would have been the first Hornby Jubilee loco that we did? Well, that uh, well, it, it wasn't um, it wasn't so much a loco okay. or a couple of sets. Um, no, we're going we're going back to obviously the Silver Jubilee, yep, of the seventies, and uh, Hornby celebrated that by introducing two sets. Um, subtle, I would say. Um, one of them, I've got, I've got them here actually, or images. Uh, one of them was the um, set, nicely set, nicely presented, green, green packaging uh, as opposed to sort of the normal red, and mm. uh, nice graphics of of a hall locomotive, Albert Hall it was, uh, pulling. Uh, it was four four coaches, um, Great Western coaches. Those days, you know, it was an oval of track. I think the siding had certainly had a tunnel with it, one of the cardboard tunnels, etc. So it was, I remember, and a station, did have a station. And I remember looking at it at the Brighton Toy Fair, I think it would have been. And, um, yeah, I was, you know, knocked out. And then they showed us mm. um, a freight set, which was a Class 47, blue Class 47. And there was nothing on it. You know, there was nothing on it celebrating or calling out that it was the the queen's silver jubilee um just the packaging really but yeah ordered and and sold uh because you were i worked in i was working at that time in the model shop in northampton yeah okay and um so yeah and and i I remember you know people wanted it but it wasn't it wasn't overtly you know silver silver jubilee why do you think that was um I think possibly they hadn't really weren't they were looking at something to celebrate it and mm. something a little bit different, but <clears throat> they perhaps didn't go you know think more to people collecting yeah 
I think. I think it was more, you know, here's a nice set. Mm. And, they were, and they were nice sets. They were big sets. Yeah. And they, they were pricier than others that they'd done. But, um, yeah, I think it was more, um, yeah, we're just celebrating it. Yeah. Really. What was the significance of choosing those particular? No idea. No? The, the 47 was sort of relatively new um, to Hornby anyway. It was uh, probably, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> About five years old, um, um, you know, blue forty-seven yeah. and f- an assortment of freight yeah. freight wagons. <laughs> you know, you know, I'm I'm desperately trying to make it, you know, big it up. Yeah, yeah. It, Obviously, it, it, yeah. There wasn't. Yeah. I don't. You know, sitting here thinking now, there wasn't a huge amount of thought. Yeah. I think it was. Let's make two big sets. Yeah, and really, uh, and um, you know, be our way of celebrating the Queen's Silver Jubilee. Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember the Silver Jubilee um, quite well, actually. Um, well, street parties. Oh, okay. I remember, remember having a street Which I'm party. sure people will be hopefully having this yeah. time around. Yeah, no, we, we're going to have we, we're yeah. gonna have a home party. We've got to invite a few people. Yeah, I know quite a few people yeah. that have set yeah. up street parties and things, which is... Yeah, no, ours will be in the garden. <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't fancy getting run over. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I do I remember. Brilliant, lovely day, sunny yeah. day. Yeah, yeah. Everybody was uh, cheerful, lots of bunting, which I think there will be this time around as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, I think that's part of it. Isn't yeah, it? everyone sort of coming together and yeah. just enjoying themselves. Yeah. So then the next jubilee was the well, gold. That would be the gold one. That would be two thousand and two. Okay. And for that, um, we produced a uh, Princess Elizabeth loco. Um, the metal parts were um, 18 karat gold. Okay. Nice presentation box. Um, it, we, we'd, done, we'd done something similar with Flying Scotsman uh, to celebrate the millennium. Oh, really? Uh, uh, obviously, two years earlier. And we, it, it really was a conscious, you know, let's, let's do something for, for the Golden Jubilee. Mm. And Queen Elizabeth is a link, obviously, there to yeah. Princess Elizabeth. Uh, so yeah, we did we did that nice presentation. It was um, uh, satin, what you call satinized cloth, um, white um, local in there, black box, um, gold printing, uh, embossed printing certificate. That sort of. Oh wow! Thing. It was, so yeah, no, it was really elegant. really nicely yeah. done. Yeah, it's quality. The yeah. the complete opposite then. Well, it, it, not yeah. the opposite, but I suppose. Yeah, because. Obviously, this this was sold as a keepsake. Yeah, you know, you know for heaven's sake, don't run it. You know, <laughs> keep yeah. it as it is. You yeah, know, we're, ce- we're celebrating the Queen's uh, jubilee. Yeah, and then so then having that packaging, having that gold yeah. there is a is a really nice link. Yes, yeah, it was actually. Do you remember how many that was limited to? Um, was it gold? Oh, and I think I th- I. I have a thousand in my head, but it, it, it might be a few more. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think I think it was a thousand. Yeah. Just have, I've got actually a picture of it here. I'm not sure whether can't read it. No, limited. I'll have to dig one out of the archive if we yeah. still got it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I'm, yeah, it'd be it'd be something like a thousand. Did the, the, do you remember it doing well? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, no, no. Yeah. Came in, went out. Actually, I'll tell you what I can do. I can check. Just a moment, because I can look through my magic book, courtesy of BRM, <laughs> uh, knocking the uh, thing. Um, uh, it's 
toward the oh gold no gold metal work uh, that was the set um oh gold plated five thousand it was okay. five thousand oh there you go yeah yeah it's a good number yeah yeah mm. it must have been uh, quite popular if you well yeah no they, they they all they all went yeah yeah um yeah no that was good that and was then, cool and then you've got the diamond jubilee diamond jubilee um yes it that? that was um, 2012. Okay. Now, that was quite a year because that was the Olympic year and everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, And that was a year we um, went to York right. um, at the National Rowing Museum. And it was the same year that they obtained Flying Scotsman. Oh, okay. And we were, I remember clearly we were up there, had a stand, um displaying our wares as it were and um yeah the, the scotsman uh came in uh, with the bagpipes and all the rest of it so they just oh, wow. basically just sort of bought it um or the state had bought it yeah that way. um but anyway yeah um 2012 um now it's uh, we're, we're into the sort of diamond we created a set yeah um the usual oval of track siding etc uh princess uh elizabeth uh, loco, um, I think it was about three coaches, and we also put a sort of a, a resin pseudo brass plate yeah. in there, um, calling out the, the loco diamond jubilee 2012. So yeah, and the, they they were obviously sold as a collectible, yeah, and they sold again sold very well. In fact, I remember we had a big talking about the the York show, uh, we had a big poster sign oh, um, okay. made up of as, as we used to do with these things uh and um after the show somebody came and said can i have it because you know, <laughs> he, he collected uh royal memorabilia oh right yeah yeah That's, yeah did you give it to him oh i did yeah, yeah. i gave it to him i didn't sell it <laughs> <laughs> yeah but he kept, he did he he so he must have been on one of the stands because he as soon as it went up he came over so well, what are you going to do with it after and then he, all the way through, because I think the the event lasted for about five or six days. Yeah, and uh, he, he kept coming up every time. Yeah, yeah. Can I, you're right. Can I still have it? Yeah. <laughs> and he did. Yeah, I love him. So, yeah. how yeah. do you choose? Obviously, this has got a plaque. Yeah, and the differences. Is there a kind of process of you saying, right, we want to do? This loco, we're going to have a plaque for it because you, we don't do that for everything. Do no, we? no, no, no. What? You 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 look for something a little bit different, a little bit unique. Yeah. Um, uh, because you you don't want it to be samey all the time. You, yeah. you always want to try and explore different things. And if you look at what we've done in the past with locos that we've produced in eight, you know, with the metal parts eighteen mm-hmm. carat, uh, we've always added something a little bit different yeah. with it you know maybe added a plinth maybe had a little stand with a little um uh, brass whatever on it and uh yeah that's uh i'd say you just look for something a little bit, bit sort unique of increases that collecting. yeah well it's a collecting thing yeah and i make no bones about it i've always yeah. said this business is is arguably made up of those who collect those enthusiast stroke modellers, yeah. and those who, who just come in, who just come into the hobby, you know, bought a set, yeah. bought the railroad product, you know, they're, and they're building up to be to be a hobbyist or or an enthusiast. Yeah. So, but no, you 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 know, 
I mean, no bones about it. You, you do cater for the for the collector. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. I mean, I collect. Yeah. I don't necessarily. I mean, I, I do all this, and um, I haven't. I've, I've I've never collected any of these. I did. I ended yeah. up. I did end up with a flying Scotsman um, in gold, but uh, um, I've donated that to the company because uh, all the museum was sold off, as you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, they, are, they. I mean, they look really nice. The gold plate, yeah. uh, the, just yeah. the presentation of them, yeah. and I guess that's that. When you get them to a collector, it is about how does it look on the shelf? How does it look? I think it's yeah. It's a question of how it looks on the shelf. You've also it's got to maintain its value yeah. as well, because um, uh, there's nothing worse. Because I mean, you know, eighteen karat gold and all the rest of it. You you do pay premium without question. Yeah. And you want people to buy it with confidence, yeah. Uh, and not necessarily that you know, from a monetary value that you know I'm going to sell it. But you you really don't want them to feel um, deflated or, or upset if six months later you know they could have bought it at half price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's not that's not what it's all about. No, you know? yeah. collecting is you know having the product, but also maintaining its value. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um, so then we move forward to now. Yes. We've got um, a couple of different locomotives. <laughs> Obviously, one of them is the uh, number 70, Elizabeth II, which hmm. is the Seven Bay Railway, um, which came around fairly fairly swiftly from when it was announced to to, yeah. to now, where yeah. you've been lucky enough to bring into us a sample of... Well, it's 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 the first. Um, it, it's a, a decorated sample, yeah. Uh, and that's for um, the engineers to look at it, make sure the lining's right, uh, etc. Uh, colours right. And I know the colours right. Yeah. Uh, but making sure everything's in the right place where it should be. It, I mean, it looks. Okay. Yeah, no, no, it does. It does look lovely. And um, I know you 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 tease me about saying it's, uh, it looks unique for its colour, obviously, <laughs> which is this big s- selling point, I suppose, yeah. as, a, as a... But, you know, not seeing a loco in that colour before is quite... Yeah, it's really interesting um, that they b- chose to do that first off. Well, it's, it, it's the royal colour, you know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the royal purple that um, uh, was put together by um, those who are associated with the royal family. And um, we we've just followed that through. Luckily, it's a it's a Pantone reference, which we can use. And I mean, we when when um, when the actual loco was pulled out of the shed, it was bright daylight, and we we looked at the images. And because this is something we are aware of anyway, the colour is always always looks different in bright sunlight as yeah. well as you know e- even on digital photography color will change yeah yeah so we're looking at the pictures we looked at, at the purple model we had all the, the color swatches we had and we're thinking hmm that's um that doesn't look a bit quite right really <laughs> um which involved uh, sending a painted up body just the body no no mm. lining on it but send the painted up body to to bridge north for them to just double check yeah, and, yeah. and love them, they put the actual body up against the actual loco, and it was an absolute one hundred percent perfect match. Yeah. So yeah. So um, it, yeah. It, Twenty four hours of, I know it's right. 
but you just need, but the, I yeah. need the comfort. Yeah, because you don't want everyone to see the logo, get their model, and well, it not be quiet. Yeah, I mean, you know, colour is always subjective anyway. Yeah. Um, uh, but it makes it even worse when it goes down on paper and it's printed. Yeah. You know, uh, and uh, it will always look different. Yeah. It will always look different. It's, it's a nightmare. You know, nowadays it's all digital, but before it was film. And film would be a nightmare. Yeah. You know? And it depended on the brand and it depended on the type of um, of film used, you know, in the yeah, specific yeah. brand. Yeah, and then lighting now. If yeah, you've I mean, a, I always, If you've got an orange hue to your yeah. lights, it's going to change that. Yeah, Ilford, I always used to think Ilford um, film was different from Kodak, you know, mm. in colour-wise. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you still get that with digital cameras now. Yeah. You, you get yeah. a difference in their colour palettes and things. Yeah. Obviously, you can tweak a lot more now but then like you said if you start tweaking things yeah that changes the color of the logo and, and people aren't seeing what they're going to get when 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 they've ordered mm. um but you know what they'll get is exactly what you see on the logo so you when you spoke to seven very railway mm. you you asked them about you know getting that color and how the difficulties of them getting that color because they don't use that as no an ordinary color was it was there difficulties for for us? Well, or? no, there was it, not really because mm. it, it we had a Pantone reference, right. so that that's half the half the game. Yeah, uh, and then it was just mixing. You know, told you how to mix it, so mm. you know it was mixed up. Um, obviously here, uh, and yeah, it, it, it turned out one hundred percent. And similarly, I'm sure it was with um, uh, with the guys at Seven Valley. They they all they, you know, they didn't sort of nip down to B and Q and no, you know, no. get something a bit nearer. Yeah, you know they had it. It was specially put together for them by um, the specialists who who provide paint for for these locos. Yeah. So yeah, no, no, everybody everybody's sort of worked right. And 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 to be fair to the you know, the guys who put it together for the royal family, you know they they didn't use an overcomplicated mix. Yeah. But you know, it. I think it's. I think it looks lovely. It's yeah, yeah, stunning. it does. And then yeah. one of the big things I liked about it was the packaging. Mm. Seeing the Hornby logo and the packaging in that purple mm. was really interesting and really, I think, a bold choice as well because obviously everyone knows Hornby as the well, red. Well, obviously the red and yellow logo. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It was, um, but it had to be in keeping with mm. the celebration. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about yeah. it actually. I mean, I don't want to upset the Apple car, Apple car, but it, that logo does look very, very good in purple. Yeah, it's not <laughs> something that I'd probably run with all the time. I think uh, you know maybe if we do another royal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so then, we've, obviously, we've talked quite a lot yeah, about yeah. The, um, this logo. But yeah. We have just announced HST. Yes. In case for for the Queen's Jubilee. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was it was it was one of those um, it's one of those things. With you know, it wasn't by accident we announced the you know the nineteen thirty seven coronation yep. coaches uh, for for the L and ER. um, and I wanted it to sort of tie in, which which it obviously has done. Um, but it, it also got me thinking. Um, there's a lot of these HSTs. Uh, or several now that have sort of gone into private ownership, yeah. You know, like you know the the Midland Pullman, mm. um, which coaches in today do look stunning. Um, and it just got me thinking, you know, what if there hadn't been nationalisation and things had just 
carried on and evolved, mm. you know, the chance are oh, we still would have had HSTs and Mark III coaches and such yeah. like. And I, and I thought, well, what would, you know, how would, how would the LNER, for example, celebrate it? And for my thinking, they'd probably look back to, you know, the 1937 coronation games and think, yeah, may, maybe, um, yeah, it would be an adaption of that. And that's principally what it is. Yeah. So in, in, it, it, it's, a, it's a salute to, to the LNER. It's yep. a salute to the coronation uh, coaches. But it's also very much a, a way of celebrating, you know, the, the, the Queen's... Uh, uh, platinum Jubilee, mm. because the, you know the coaches. You could argue are silver, but you know silver platinum. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. they're very similar. Yeah. So, so yeah. this might sound like a silly question, then. So it's not a real livery. No. It's it's, it's not. It's not an authentic livery. Yeah. But it's a, it's a livery that I think could quite possibly have happened should things have turned out differently. Yeah. Uh, all the same, when you see the units all together. They do look really good, yeah. you know. And I think, um, yeah, I think I think the, there'll be a few collectors out there, you know, going for it. And presumably special packaging for this. Yeah, um, yeah it's, it's nothing too out of the ordinary. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it, it sort of fits in with, with the Hormie brand. One had to be careful, you know, when you, you, you um, use uh, royal... Um, uh, artwork, yeah. which is really what we've done with um, uh, the Queen Elizabeth II loco, mm. um, because of of certain approvals and yeah, all the rest of, of it. Yeah. And again, this this was, you know, it's not authentic. Mm. This is just a what if. This is how I would see it, how we would see it, mm. uh, if things had been different. And this is how I think we'd celebrate it. And when did it's you... a little bit different? Yeah. I've seen I've seen some of the images of, of, of and I've seen you've we've got the coaches yeah on the yeah. table here. Um, how how long ago did you start this, thinking it? about this? Yeah, yeah, uh, it was it. well over a year ago actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yes, it was, uh, and you know we we we've, we've got some nice new um, Mark Three coaches, but these are the sliding doors because I was imagining that you know they would be using sliding doors yeah. uh, it would be a first class surface uh, and it would have a couple of restaurant cars on it so you know you you'll have um, basically i think it's a uh, a six or eight um eight car train hmm. so yeah and it and it looks quite stunning but yeah. as i say it's more than a nod to the sort of the coronation stroke jubilee coaches of the LNER. yeah yeah yeah, oh. they, I mean they look great. I mean, mm. Obviously, for people at home, we'll we'll get some shots on screen for them to take a look at, and I'm sure they'll have seen a lot of stuff on, on yeah. the site. Yeah, and you know, and, and uh, as I say, I think it just look, looks terrific. Looks lovely. Um, do you, uh, Do you think we'll do anything for the next big? I'm not. I'm not sure what well, comes after. Yeah. Um, uh, after platinum, to be honest, it must be some very rare metal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, don't tell my wife; she'll want a ring made. Out of it. <laughs> so, obviously, Hornby's got you know this heritage of, of these commemorative yeah. locos. Have Have you had a chance to ever meet anyone from the royal family or experience um, anything? Yeah, over, over the years, yeah. Um, uh, I I was lucky enough 
to um, meet the the um, Queen Elizabeth Queen Mother mm. um, briefly. Yeah. I hasten to add, um, Duke of Edinburgh. I met up in Holyrood. Uh-huh. Um, at a, 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 it was a Duke of Edinburgh's award um, ceremony for gold, mm. um, and I'm trying to remember why. I was there. I was there with our then chief executive Keith Ness, mm-hmm. and the Duke of Edinburgh. Um, he, he was a lovely guy. I, I, I actually met him a couple of times. Met him when we demonstrated live steam to him. But, oh wow! Uh, uh, Holyrood House, um, because I, I know the royal family um, have had uh, Hornby and trying yeah, that's what trains in the past. Yeah, yeah. and um, they um, and they, they use them as toys. Yeah, you yeah. know, um, um, when obviously um, Prince Charles, etc., uh, was younger, mm. um, and he actually said, um, uh, he said to the chief exec Keith, um, "So have you sorted out the coupling situation?" <laughs> he said, and poor Keith was sort of lost. But <clears throat> I, I was pretty certain what the Jew was talking about because. The difference between the Hornby double O couplings and the then trying couplings. Yeah. So you had the simplex couplings and the, and the Bob couplings. And I said, Oh, yeah, no, no, we sorted that eight years ago. I said, You know, we had a special wagon, et cetera. And he was quite satisfied with that answer. <laughs> uh, which, um, uh, and it just occurred to me, you know, um, yeah, uh, he, he's the, the man is on the ball. And, and obviously, people were reminiscing, sadly, after his passing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I thought, yeah, that's exactly what the guy was like. Yeah. It was exactly what the guy was like. And we m- met him um, a few years ago. He was giving, uh, or he was a guest at uh, an evening dinner, I think for some engineering group, Royal Engineering Group, mm. something like that. And we had live steam up there. And he, he, he... He was absolutely fascinated. Yeah. He was watching. Hey, have you have you seen this? <laughs> you know? Yeah, he was generally generally excited. Oh yeah, wow, lovely. Yeah, that was nice. So yeah, um, I heard a story about you leaving the the, the building and seeing something. Is that right? <laughs> oh, you know about that one? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Well, one. nobody believes me. Really? Uh, but it was a Friday. Um, Friday afternoon, and, and I stayed. And this was in the Friday afternoons when, come one o'clock, the place was deserted. So it was yeah. a great time for me to be in the office on my own to catch up and plan you know, the future the next week or so. Anyway, having having um, finished, I walk out of the front door and I notice these motorcyclists, police motorcyclists, outriders as mm. they were. And they were, one of them was going up and he was stopping the, the, the any traffic uh, by the service road here. Yeah. And another one came racing. I thought, God, what's, what's going on? You know, we've been raiding. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> and then there was this lovely, long, stretch, black Rolls Royce goes by. Right. You know, uh, and obviously there were other vehicles behind. But I just saw And I knew it was to do with... There was an event with this, where they have the sink ports where the royal family yeah. go around all the ports in this part. Yeah, yeah. Ken. And I thought, oh. And I looked and I saw the Duke of Edinburgh lean over and point to Hornby. Oh, wow. And he obviously said so. And the Queen was with him. Oh, wow. And so she leaned forward and looked. 
and I like to think she saw me because she waved. Yeah. You see, and I'm going, nobody's <laughs> going to believe me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> but honest to God, that was that is exactly what happened. And I thought, amazing. Yeah. You know, nobody believed me. No. No. You've told that one a few times, and not Yeah, no, no, nobody, you know. Said, no, you, you're obviously drunk. <laughs> but, uh, it was Friday afternoon, but I wasn't drunk. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, it's, yeah. That's quite something to see coming out of Well, it was, actually. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't expect it. Especially not around sort of Margate. I no, well, see, Ramsgate was a sink port. Yeah. Or, or equivalent to. And obviously, the, I'm not sure. To where she would be going. Where she was going. I don't think she was going to Dreamland. No, no, no. Yeah. Popping for a for down the roller coaster. Yeah. yeah. Or some go down the, the amusements down there. Yes. Yeah. Oh wow. Well I think it's quite it's a very good story. Well I believe you, Simon. I believe you. Good. You seem sincere. I'm always sincere. <laughs> this is my sincere face. <laughs> Any other stories of um historical significance? Uh, for, significant. For and things um, like no, that? no, no. Don't think so. We've and we've only ever done things for jubilees. We've never done anything around any marriages. When any, did we do anything for no, Charles not, Diana or anything mm, like that? Um, no, 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 um, no. The closest we got uh, would have been um, when there's a class forty-seven named Lady Diana Spencer, right? And Hornby did did produce that. Yeah. Um, I also produced. We also produced a model, again forty-seven, named the Queen Mother. Yep. And I actually, I did go to Clarence House to present that to the Queen Mother, but sadly, uh, a day or so before she'd swallowed a fishbone and got stuck in the throat, so she was in hospital. Oh. But I met the, um, the Queen Mother's equerry, a mm. uh, really nice guy, mm. uh, and there is a. There is a I can, that I can prove that there is a photograph <laughs> of me. Although I do have a full set of, uh, I have a beard and uh, oh really moustache at the time. Oh wow! Yes, yeah. So you know, it's not unique. Mm. You know, <laughs> but if I wear it now, I look more like Father Christmas. It's very white. <laughs> okay. Well, um, I mean, thank you so much for for joining us and telling us a little bit more about. No, no, I was here. You know, I work here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just we just drag you drag you out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really appreciate you telling us a little bit more about the kind of history of of Hornby and its well, well, royal heritage. Wasn't too boring. No, no, yeah. no. It's very yeah. interesting. I mean, like, like I said at the beginning, I, you know, I, just, I don't know too much about these different jubilee locomotives mm. and um, sets. So it's really interesting, especially at this time, to be able to talk about yeah. that and to see that development throughout each mm. one and how they've changed to, to what we have now where we've got effectively a real locomotive and a, and a commemorative mm. locomotive so mm. um i'm sure people at home will really enjoy running this one and really collecting this one and not running any in a any hst in any livery looks stunning yeah actually so and i know everybody uses this you know the word iconic but is such an iconic sight yeah. to see it. Yeah. A bit like the um, Concord really. Mm. Brilliant. Yeah. Well, th thank you, Simon. Hey, I really you're appreciate welcome. it. No, you're more than welcome. All right. Thanks very much. Yeah, I'll see you later. Yeah. <laughs> 
thank you to Simon for sharing his stories of previous Jubilee locomotives and train sets and of course telling us that brilliant story about how he met the Queen. You can decide for yourself whether you whether you think that happened or not. Uh, a little bit of admin, of course, if you're watching on YouTube, please do subscribe so you don't miss out on future episodes and of course all of our other episodes of Signalbox, etc. And if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, then please do uh, give us a follow so you can keep up to date with us there. Next up, Carl Hart, the Hornby Development Manager, talks to us about the Platinum Jubilee HST and the Class 43 development. All right. Well, Carl, thanks so much for, for joining me on Beyond the Buffers. That's okay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> now, the people at home obviously um, won't necessarily know you, so could you introduce yourself, what you do at Hornby, so everyone at home knows? Yep. So um, I'm the new Product Development Manager for Hornby Railways. Um and I've been working at Hornby for well, it's in total about fourteen years now. Oh wow! So uh, quite a long time. Yeah. Um, started off here as a as a product designer. Um, actually joined the company as a Airfix designer. Oh right. Wanted to get my sort of foot in the door. It yeah. was It was uh, a lower, but like working for Airfix, it was always Hornby Railways I wanted to sort of work for. And, yeah. Um, and then after a period of time, they well, I managed to transfer over. Yeah. Into, into railways so um how long have you been working on Hornby uh in total I'd say yes about eight years now okay yeah wow. nine years no it's nine years yeah yeah so uh <laughs> enjoying it yeah really enjoying it yeah yeah, yeah. I mean I you know when I was a designer I used to love going out and visiting the, the, the locos and measuring up and scanning and yeah. um and obviously designing them you know I'm a I'm a mechanical engineer by trade, oh, okay. so um, you know I, just, I love anything mechanical and yeah. you know and design and things like that. So uh, yeah. And yeah. now you oversee all the now I oversee development, the development. Yeah. How different is that? It's different. <laughs> it's challenging. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, you know, the amount of products we're dealing with a year. Yeah. You know, it's uh, it's a lot to deal with, and um, we've now got five designers. When I, when I started with Hornby, went yep. free and just employed two new designers who are who are young. Um, <clears throat> and they're sort of beginning their sort of training and things like that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they're, they're, they've done an excellent job so far. Um, and they've been here about a year, 18 months now. Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah. 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 And so how does the process start for you? Because obviously we've spoken to Phil and we spoke to Sam before as well. Yeah. Um, how does it start to sub, to sub Simon, for example, come to you and say, we want to do this, or are you yeah, suggesting so the projects? Or Simon and Montana work on a, on a line plan, you know, yeah. sub, a sort of range plan for that year. Um, and also we're working on a CapEx plan for, obviously our products take such a long time to develop and yeah, yeah. bring to market. You know, always working two or three years in advance. Yeah. So we've got sort of like a plan, a five, six year plan of what we're going to be doing. Um, and I'm I'm sort of basically working off that, organising the research, um, organising sort of project briefs that I'll give to the designers, you know, what sort of features and models need to have, level of detail, costs, things like that. Um, and then it's over to give all the information over to the designer who they go away and design the, design the products, you know. Throughout the process, we have lots of design reviews and, you know, so they can keep us up to date up to date with where they are yeah um, and then really off to prototyping 
have a prototype and review. Um, and once everyone's happy, uh, we place the tool in order. Nice. And uh, eventually it comes to market. So, uh, ah. But on the back of that, we've also got artwork to create yeah instructions yeah um packaging you know so there's all that side of it it's also needs to be uh, thought about while the tooling's in progress so. and how do you choose what projects go to which designers is that kind of it's based on experience obviously yep. availability and um actually I, I you know certain designers have more of an interest in in steam uh, other designers have more more of an interest in diesel so uh, electric yeah. so um I tend to, you know, you want the you know, best product you can out yeah, of the yeah. designer. So, um, do you get any of the designers that are sort of me? I want to do it, I want to do it, yeah, I want to yeah, do this one. Do, yeah, oh, that's yeah good. especially, I mean, there's always flagship products every year, and yeah. uh, you know, they're always chomping at the bit to, to, get, involved. to get involved in that. Yeah, so, <laughs> <laughs> so do you still, with all that, do you still get a project for yourself that you get to design? Or do no, you, or, no, I don't, no? I don't get involved in it, oh, right. just reviewing the designs yeah. now. So, uh, so you get to just sort of oversee it, and, yeah. and you're in that whole process. I, 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 you know, honestly, I do miss that. Yeah, I used to love designing. Yeah, you know, I used to love designing the products, but um, you know, well, of course, I love my job I'm doing now. But um, yeah, I always do miss being involved in the design. Yeah, I think you, know. you always get that. Though, yeah. The higher you go up, and things yeah. like that. Yeah, um, you 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 get to lose a little <clears> bit of the when you're a designer. You, you, you tend to own the product, yeah. you know, and sort of when it gets released into the market, you get the kudos and, you yeah. know, it's, I, I create, you know, I always think I created that, whereas yeah. in my position, you're not, you don't really get that anymore, yeah. you know, it's... Uh, Do you still get a chance to sort of sit back and go, okay, I'm, I'm sort of proud of the things we've done this year, or is it yeah, so yeah, fast-paced you know, that you're... Because really, it's, um, you're looking at it as a haunt your range now, you're looking after rather than just one product, so yeah. you want everything to do. To, to do well and go to plan you yeah know, it doesn't always <laughs> <laughs> um but you try your best you know so the process of of tooling then cause, um we've touched on it before a little bit but that's there must be a lot that goes into that and a lot of considerations that you have oh, to think about it, every one of the locos we design and develop here it's a massive undertaking it's, you know they're like <clears throat> they're miniature little machines really yeah they? You know, you're talking between 100 and 300 parts in individual parts in every model. And, yeah. and uh, you know, it's all got to function and be decorated and fit together. And so there's a massive amount of engineering that needs to go on. And and the tooling is a really important part of that. I mean, yeah. every part in the, in the model is comes out of a mould tool or a die-cast tool. Mm. So, you know, there's some machine parts in there that need to be thought about and how the gears mesh together and, yeah. you know, things like that. So... Oh, a lot goes into it then. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this particular episode, we're talking thing, all things Queen's Jubilee. Obviously, it's the Platinum Jubilee for the Queen. And uh, one particular locomotive that we're talking about, which Simon mentioned briefly, is the Platinum Jubilee HST. Yeah. Which, obviously, you, along with all the other projects, <laughs> will have been involved in. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> this is a fictional livery. Is yeah. that right? Yeah, it's, uh, it's sort of going back to the... You know the silver A4s and you know the, the design of it that is, and um, you know some quite nice little sort of uh, features we put into it on the decoration, like the, the running number and things like that. It's it's a bit of a going back to that sort of era and yeah. thinking about the original loco and and yeah, just 
you know, and I, hopefully people will like the product we've we've come up with. And so, did this come across <coughs> to you as its own project, or was it part of? Were you already working on the HSTs, no, and then so that was? Well, we were working on the uh, the new Mark Three coaches. Yep. Um, which which this product uses, and also the class forty three. Um, we took an opportunity. What kicked it off really we, was the Midland Pullman project. Oh yeah, okay. yeah. <clears throat> it wasn't just. It wasn't long after I sort of joined, took over as uh, the manager. Um, I wanted the the first thing that showed out of me. I wanted the the headlight. The uh, class forty three Pullman's got a special um, headlight. Oh, okay. Uh, roof. And um, I wanted that. Oh, that's, that's got to work you know kind of that not working so um i sort of talked to simon about it and we decided to spend a bit of time and if we look at the tooling and see if there's any little improvements we could make hmm. to bring the model up to date you know it's been been around a while now so, yeah well, uh, do you know when the original tooling was made? it was um i think it's 2007 oh right so yeah, it's a little yeah. while so it's had some use and um you know it wasn't a bad model yeah, you know, they they done a good job back then. You know, it's there was there was a few inaccuracies in it, and yeah. um, and once we wanted to sort of add some new features into it into the model, um, <clears throat> you know, the most important one was uh, when the model was originally designed. It had a working cooling fan on on the on the roof, oh, okay, um, which caused loads of problems because the the cooling fan was driven off of the um, the motor. Right. The motor that powered the locomotive along via a rubber belt, and um, that's used to cause all sorts of problems. Used to burn motors out, things oh, like that. God. So in the end, it was taken out. Yeah, which didn't used to fit it. Um, <laughs> but now we've we've totally redesigned that and added a you know it's it's got its own little electric motor in there now and a little gearbox. So oh, okay, we can um, so we've got all that working again, and you know when we when you. We've got a we've sort of programmed our decoders into there now, so that you know it's going to give uh, simulate like a thermostatically controlled cooling fan, you know. So when it's running around the track here, yeah, that look like, like the real thing. So oh wow, um, and that's for both the single and double fans as well. So, yeah, uh, yeah we've got that. Um, we've readers completely redesigned the um, the lighting in it. Yeah. Um, so you know you can control day and night time lights. Oh wow! The coder. Um, so so each, each LED had to be separately controlled. Yeah. Uh, previously, it was all one one LED controlled in the front lights. But um, so is that a different hue? Is it a different tone, or is it a yeah, different color? Yeah, you know, depending on what type of lights it's got, fit the LED or bulb. Yeah. You can change the colors and, and things. Oh like wow! That. So uh, yeah, we touched on that. There was some inaccuracies in the body as well. We looked at, um, especially around the rear ends. Another important one was the kinematic coupling on the back. Yeah. Um, you yep. have this horrible swing bar that used to stick out. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> so we had the back of the locomotive. So we took all that out, got the bogey back to an accurate bogey, um, and added a little kinematic coupling mechanism mm -hmm. in the back. So it should actually perform with coaches a lot better as well. Yeah. So you can get them closer together and things like that. So, so how do you weigh <clears> up? <throat> because I suppose there's probably hundreds upon hundreds of things you could do to, to that tooling. There is. I mean, how do you weigh up? When do you, when do you stop? I suppose. That, when you say that was difficult because where do you stop? You yeah. Know, in the end you could 
be starting again. Yeah, which yeah. It's yeah. a huge investment of time and money. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Um, but we, we, there wasn't a lot wrong with it. I mean, um, you know, we, I think we've covered off most of the things that used to, people used to complain about, um, especially on the forums and stuff. So mm. I'm hoping uh, people will be happy with it, but I'm never one to say that uh, we can't do better. Yeah. You know, and if there is something wrong with it and people are not happy when it's released, then uh, we'll continue to look at it because it's an important model, Yeah. Uh, this this model for Hornby. Um and I want it. I want it to be the best it can be. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and so there's because I was saying to Phil before that most people, when they think of advancements in a product or advancements in a model, they think of big things. So, yeah. HM six thousand or something like that, where it's a big change. Mm. But actually, what Phil was saying is you're making these small changes within yeah. locos as you go along that are actually yeah. really big advancements. I you, suppose you'd be surprised that the smallest detail can make a big difference yeah. in the model. You know, it's, uh, you know, what you think, well, is that that important? But it, it, once you actually see the finished model, it, is, it sticks out a sore thumb. So, mm. um, yeah, I mean, it's, of course, you know, we've looked at it, we've, we've given it a good looking over. Um, and we have done a lot of changes. Yeah. Um, I think the actual overall finished product will be a lot better than what, what it was before. Um, another thing I forgot to mention was the um, the sound. Right. Okay, so we've designed a special speaker chamber in the back of there as well. It uses actually two speakers. Okay, and what does that sort of enable? Because well, uh, you want the thumping sound of a diesel engine, don't you? We yeah. With these, and, um, you know, we wanted to really recreate that. So we spent a lot of time um, tra- trying different speaker chambers and speaker layouts mm. in there to, to give us the best sound we could possibly get out of that model. I suppose you've got to think when it comes to sound, there's so many variations, well, isn't there? On yeah, I mean, got how it sounds in the engines that were fitted in these. So yeah. we have got all the sound profiles for those different engines. And do you have to think with the team? Do you have to think about how it sounds? Because if you go and record it, you're outside. You're, it's a large thing. Then you have to think about what it's going to sound like in someone's house. Yeah, when, we, well, we have got a sound engineer who spends a lot of time. Um, you know, we. He goes out and records these sounds, but he spends a lot of time adjusting those sounds for use in the model, yeah. the model locomotives. So, uh, yeah, that's that's a job in itself, really. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's it's, it's, a, it's a big, big part yeah, of, of, yeah. of model railway, isn't it? Yeah, having that authenticity to it because yeah. it's one thing to have obviously the loco itself look great to then add that extra element of the, it sounds like the real locomotive, yeah. and then when you get into things like steam generator where you're yeah. adding another element to it. It's, um, yeah, that that's another sort of uh, area we're really developing at the moment is the sounds and the, uh, especially the steam generator as well. That's pushed on a couple of other little projects we're working on that um, are going to be an exciting development for us. So. so is that kind of what your big, I was going to say remit, but your kind of goal is to advance everything yeah, as, mean, you, as you go through each project? Yeah, I mean, we keep adding adding more and more detail to our models. We can keep doing that, yeah. you know, but there is a limit to yeah. what you can do. Um, so you've got to start looking at all the little features you can add that are not just, uh, you know, what you can see with your eye. So it's lighting, sound, steam, um, you know, all the, all the little things people can play with in the DCC world of, mm. world of things. So, uh, yeah. And 
you mentioned about forums and things <clears> like that and looking at what people have kind of commented on and things like that. Is that part of your research of, of a project when you get a project you think right let's go to the forums let's see what people have said about it yeah, previously I mean, I'm always looking at YouTube yep. reviews um, forums you know all, all those sort of social media type posts and things like that to try and understand where we're going wrong yeah. you know and uh, where we can improve things you know no, nobody's perfect and we don't get everything right so. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> um, yeah so we'll you know, that's the only way you can get feedback from the customers, isn't it? And yeah. the people buying the product. So, you know, you want to hear their, their opinions. And, you know, some sometimes I do, you know, I think sometimes it, it's some of the things that are said aren't quite right. You know, there's some, some things are out of our hands. Which yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But and, and like you said, there's, there's so many different things you have to consider when you're making that model that if you had, if you could do everything you wanted, that'd be great. You, you can make all the change you want, but yeah. obviously you, you, you have to make that compromise between that you can't do that. There's a limit to what you can do, isn't there? Yeah. The cost as yeah. well. Is yeah. One of them. Um, you know, uh, I always want my, the bit I play in the, in the sort of role to be, you know, try and make it as good as possible. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> and people always holding me back, you know, I, I don't know if it's up to me, I'd be uh, adding all the features. Under yeah, the yeah, yeah. But, uh, there is a limit to what we can do. So, <laughs> so the talking about the Platinum Jubilee HST, so it's just the livery that's different to our other ones, or is there any changes to, to specifically this model? No, or? not this model. Yeah. I mean, it is just decoration on this model. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's coupled to the Mark III coaches. But uh, with, yeah, with this one, it it's obviously includes all the new features mm. we've got in the Class 43. And how many of you, Class 43s? Have you worked on so far that you can talk uh, about? If you can talk about, them. <laughs> we've got about five or six in the range now. Yeah, yeah, six, I think. So, yeah. Um, and how does it feel to have got to that stage from starting? Like, yeah, a we, year or two ago or something. Like that? Yeah, we we still got some uh, problems to iron out. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It's still in development. Yeah. Um, you know, some of the features we've added, we found. Uh, things we need to improve on yeah um that's what we're working on at the moment so but i guess that's what those reviews are for and and, and and making sure that you i suppose if you're gonna add these new things it it takes a little longer because you've not worked on them before i guess it's a bit of a learning curve yeah um you always some things always get thrown up that you haven't thought about and uh so yeah it's just we're we're nearly there yeah it's, it's nearly there um, we're at the last stage now and do you have a input in um, what liveries are chosen or anything like that or is it just uh, yeah, you're allowed to suggest yeah, and, 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 you know um, it's a sort of team thing really I mean yeah. you know we're, we all work as a team and uh, you know Simon and Montana obviously in charge of where we go yeah. but, um, you know we do sort of feedback with ideas and things like that yeah you know, it's, a, it's a team process so yeah and um is there any liveries for the HST that you you'd like to see that we haven't worked on? Yeah, I mean, always like the, the sort of classic, really. Yeah. The um, you know, blue, but it's and we have got one of those planned. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, for me, it's you know, I want the I want the calling fans working. You yeah. know, I want a really good experience with we you know DC is important, but mm. for the the, the experience model I'm, like I'm pushing towards DCC yeah 
and seeing all these features that the model's got now, which we didn't have before, and hopefully they'll work. So, um, yeah, it should be. Oh, that's what I want to see. Yeah. You know, the model being brought up to date. Yeah. You know, and uh, having all the features it should have. So. So where do you see models and, and model railways going in the future? You know, five, ten years from now. I know that's quite a broad thing to say. <laughs> it's gonna. <clears throat> what do it's you just. Imagine? It, it's gonna become especially on uh, I think on the digital side of things there's going to be a lot of new additions and developments yeah um, detail is going to be increased I know it is people these days are, are getting very critical on, on the level of detail yeah some of our older models aren't up to up to that level now that needs to be worked on definitely yeah. you know um, also cost is going to be a, a factor because yeah. You know, things are getting more and more expensive, and how do we tackle those costs? You know, yeah. how can we, you know, things in the model that maybe we can relook at and try and mm. reduce cost? Yeah, you know? yeah. And that's going to be a, a big factor. Yeah, because yeah. that's that balance, isn't it? That you yeah. want that <clears throat> that detail, you want that that authenticity for the for the for the person buying the model, and if you make too many choices you can take that away and, yeah. and that can become quite difficult it is a balancing act because mm -hmm. um you know some customers they don't want all these little parts hanging off the model because, yeah you know they have an age where they can't handle things like that yeah, yeah. anymore and um you know they'll pick it up and break things off it it's not much it's not much fun yeah. is it really it's becomes an ornament and yeah and i guess you you never know what new technology is going to come out in general do you no. i mean what Phil mentioned before about 3D printing and how you're trying to incorporate that yeah, into some of the, yeah. the design and development. Yeah, we have we have looked at um, additive manufacturing for some of the parts now. Mm. Um, there are some processes that are nearly there, yeah. you know, for especially plastic components where we could use use additive manufacturing, but yeah. it, it's progressing faster in this part of the world than where our factories are. Okay, right, okay. yeah. So it's going to take a while for them to catch up, but yeah. obviously it's going to feed through. Yeah, yeah. And so there will come a point, I'm sure, especially with the lower quantities of mouldings we're producing now, um, where additive manufacturing will start to pay off. Yeah. yeah. And also we've got a 3D printer in the office now. Yeah. The, the so designers are always <coughs> well. So, so do you use that for, um, if you're at early stages, or you're like, oh, okay, look, let's just see what it might look like? That or? printer's been a godsend, really. Yes. Yeah. We thought about it for a number of years, um, but the, the technology's never really been there. We'd never wanted a machine where you got to spend all day tinkering with it, yeah, yeah, to get the the, the results. Yeah. Um, but this this new printer we've got, it's it's literally like a normal way for a printer. You know, you set your parts up, you yeah. print, and it and it works, oh, wow. which is really good. And that's been a godsend to us because yeah. now we can just try things out. Yeah. You know, it's it's not. Oh, we've got to send it to a, a prototyping agency and wait wait a week or two weeks yeah, for the parts. Yeah. It's oh, should we just try this? And the next day, you have got the parts and you can try it. You know, yeah. So, yeah, that's that's brilliant. You know, yeah. It's, yeah, it's really good. Do you think you'll eventually uh, have things like Alexa and stuff? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Locos talking you know, to you, yeah. telling you your shopping <laughs> list and things like that. Because that's the thing, isn't it? Technology <clears throat> within that type of things and voice control and yeah whatever yeah. else there is in the future ai and things like that there, you know there's so much yeah, technology we're, being developed we're, we're developing 
a new way of uh, locos actually operating anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, in, in, in the way that the main PCB works in the, in the loco. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> um, you know, the coders that plug into that PCB at the moment, there's a limitation to what you can do with them. Yeah. The number of function outputs, things like that. Yeah, yeah. So we're developing a, another system. It still could be compatible. Yeah, yeah. Um, another way of our, our decoders talking to the main PCB. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and then as like I said, I mentioned earlier, the HM6000 was last year, and that's a that's another step in, yeah. in control yeah. and things like that. And yeah. So you, I suppose you really don't, for the people at home, you don't know what's what's going to be around the corner no, in that don't. sense. No, no. You, even, especially if you're, you said obviously you're three <clears> years ahead, but technology can change so quickly mm. in those those three years yeah even even down to some of the components we're using the models now yeah you know years ago they were big chunky things but, yeah oh, but for instance you know we always used to put these big bulky capacitors in our um in our roofing night uh, pcbs but now you can get a capacitor that's the size of a pinhead yeah, yeah. do the same job super capacitor and uh so you know, all of our models now are going to be fitted with super, super capacitors rather than these big chunky you know, yeah. capacitors. So. Have you had any projects where you've worked on them and in the middle of them, something's come out or been developed and you thought, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, mean, I wish, wish we could, could have put that in. Yeah. It, can, uh, can you, can, can you get to a stage where oh, actually now we can. The, the, uh, I mean, um, there's one project I wasn't really involved with at the start, but, uh, I got involved with it towards the end, and um, which was the APT. Yeah, and I sort of caught a couple of the the products at the end where you know we had this horrible big PCB uh, capacitor hanging out. Of the, this is what I'm talking about: is a big horrible capacitor yeah, hanging yeah. down in, in the coach, and I thought, oh my god, we can't, you can't do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it was too late on some of the products, but. I sort of introduced on a couple of the coaches mm-hmm. uh, this super capacitor, so it's you know, it's hidden. You don't know, yeah. worry about it. So uh, yeah, I imagine that's quite frustrating. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but <clears throat> another one is the APT as well. We're making a big raft of changes to that because the the first model we looked at it and mistakes were made. Mm. Um, so we're making a whole raft of improvements to that now. So uh, that's good. Though, that you're yeah, continuing to look at it rather than just going, well, it's that it's done. Yeah. You're 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 advancing it you know, all the, the time. Next, the next releases of that product will be uh, will be a different will be a different model. So um, hopefully mm-hmm. that'll please everyone. <laughs> so is there any locos that you haven't ever had a chance to work on that you'd love to work on? That you know that's not to say that they're going to be made, but it's a, what? Um, in my time, um, you know, I've. <laughs> from my experience so in the in the years I was designer I got to work on some of the, the bigger projects yeah. which I was quite lucky to, to be able to do but I'd say if I if I if you could give me the choice I wouldn't mind having a go at um, Rocket yeah you know something like that or the, or the line or yeah one of those little locos where you've got to get it really fine and detailed and yeah. it's, it's a bit more of a it's another challenge to do to doing a big loco yeah yeah um, <clears throat> Sometimes uh, the big projects can get a bit daunting after a while. Yeah, you I can know, imagine. Um, I can remember we'd, we'd, I'd done the Merchant Navy years ago. And, um, you know, I was about eight months into that in design because there were so many different variations with designs. And, uh, you know, 
he starts to get to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I imagine well, Phil said he's working yeah, on the, it's just never ending. the um, 5MT, the Black 5, yeah, and he yeah. said that. That's, know, well, that's another, like 400 that's another or one of those projects. Like yeah, yeah, that's another one of those projects. Where yeah. It's going to just go on forever. It's yeah, <laughs> well, I, mean, I don't envy, uh, envy yeah. you there, I can say that. Um, so I'll finish off with a few general questions. Diesel or steam? Iceland. Steam? Yeah. Yeah? Although I will say that, you know, what first got me kicked off into model railways was the HST. Yeah. Which is another one of my favourites, you know. Um, always got a bit of a soft spot for that for yeah. model. Uh, but yeah, I'd say overall it's steam. A particular yeah. steam loco that you really Merchant Navy or not. Yeah? Yeah, yeah Merchant Navy. Have you had a chance to see it up close? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah. We actually rode on one a little while ago. Oh, really? On the footplate, yeah. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. How was that? Yeah, that was a brilliant, yeah. brilliant experience. Yeah, yeah. When I was uh, years ago, I was a tool maker um, for a company, and uh, the manager of the tool room was uh, he was part owner of this. He was actually chief engineer on this merchant navy. Yeah. Sadly, he passed away um, uh, last year. Yeah. But I got in contact with the group who won the won the locomotive, and they offered me a ride on it. You know. Oh, so, wow. uh, yeah. oh that's really cool. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, I've not been able to ride on. Uh, from like a loco, I've yeah. been in the oh, uh, yeah, I've been in it when it's stationary, no, but heat, yeah, yeah, places. yeah, <laughs> unbelievable. I don't know how they can yeah. drive in them for god knows how many hours. Sat the energy out, of they're always stuff. very svelte. Yeah. Really that way. They, I don't think they can put on any weight when they're sweating yeah. that much. Yeah. Um, so obviously, Queen's Jubilee, we be having a garden party, street party, oh, yeah, anything like yeah, that, yeah, yeah. 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 Got to go to the street party. Yeah, yeah. Got, got to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully the weather's uh, weather's nice and yeah. uh, so you can enjoy a, a few drinks and celebrate the, the Queen's yeah. Jubilee. Are you doing much or are you? Uh, I might have a barbecue, maybe. Yeah. I think that's that's. Oh, I'm hoping if the weather's nice that, yeah. that everyone will be out enjoying themselves in the sun. Yeah. So that's the one thing. Is if the weather's nice, isn't it? But yeah. Hopefully, hopefully it will be. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, All right. Well, um, thanks so much for for letting us into a little bit of the development behind the HST and Platinum Jubilee in particular. I yeah. really appreciate you coming on okay. and um, seeing as we know now you're involved in all the projects, we'll, we'll be able to get you on again yeah, in yeah, the future yeah, and, yeah, and have a chat about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah good. Yeah. Brilliant. Thanks, Carl. All right, no problem. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for joining us in this very special Jubilee edition of Beyond the Buffers. Thank you to Carl and Simon for joining us. As always, don't forget to like, comment and subscribe on YouTube. Follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And nothing left to say, but we hope that you all enjoy your Jubilee weekend. And we'll see you next time on Beyond the Buffers. 